Everyone, remain calm. Yeah, ooh, ah, that's how it always starts. And later there's running and screaming. Somebody talk to me, what is happening? Welcome to Jurassic World. You're listening to the Jurassic Park Podcast. You want to consult here or in my bungalow? <laughs> Hold on to your butt. Well, we're back. Hello and welcome to the 116th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we're here to discuss all things Jurassic Park. In this episode, we have some news to take a look at, and then we'll head into a new rendition of Amber Finds with Amber Finds Collector's Corner. In this version of the segment, Jay Jurassic brings in other collectors to review a product from the Jurassic franchise, and today, Jay Jurassic and Aaron Beyer will be looking at the Chronicle Collectibles Breakout T-Rex. It was certainly a divisive piece within the community, so we'll find out what our resident collectors have to say. But that's it, a short intro today, why don't we get this episode started off with a bit of Jurassic news from around the world. 18 minutes and your company catches up on 10 years of research. Access rate program. Access security. These pictures were taken in hospital in Costa Rica 48 hours ago. I don't want to jump to any conclusions, but look. Boy, my head being right all the time. But today, I guarantee it. This week, the guys over at Jurassic Outpost got wind of a few pieces of concept art related to Jurassic World. The first one came from Ian Joyner, which is an Indominus Rex concept piece uh, filled with yellow and black and all kinds of spikes and everything. It's a very brutal design, looks really awesome. I don't know how I like it compared to the actual design that they went with. This is certainly a unique piece, one that I would actually love to see in, in one of these movies eventually. It's so different from the original Indominus or the, the the one that they went with, the Indominus design, that this could work in a different aspect, but I'd love to see something like that. We'll have these uh, pictures in our show notes. You can also check out the link from Jurassic Outpost in our show notes. But the second one we have should be a little bit more familiar to everybody with Jurassic World. If you saw it in the film, there was a scene where a Stegoceratops, a new hybrid, was shown on a computer screen in one of the labs. Now we have the official look at what that Stegoceratops could have been in the movie with some renders here. Artist Bowden Sturba put out a few images of the Stegoceratops the other day. It's really unique looking and you got a good sense from that computer image in the movie. But here we have a fully rendered image of that Stegoceratops. It looks interesting, that's for sure. It's fully colored. It has some browns, some greens, and uh, I don't know. I kind of like it, but also I don't know if it would have blended well in the movie. We've talked about that plenty of times before. Um, it looks like it has mostly like a Stegosaurus, uh, now I'm confused with all these names, Stegosaurus body uh, with the Triceratops head and sort of like the bull horns almost more so. Um, but it, it's, a, it's a unique concept, that's for sure. And I'm kind of glad it got left off the table, but this does look kind of beautiful. Again, you can see the renderings in our show notes and also find a link to Jurassic Outpost article. (laughs) 
We've been missing out on saying happy birthday lately, and yeah, so what? We missed a few big ones. Ariana Richards, Sam Neill, Frank Marshall, Colin Trevorrow last week. Uh, but this week we did want to say happy birthday to Joe Mazzello, Tim from Jurassic Park, on Thursday, September 21st. Happy birthday from everybody in the Jurassic community. Uh, oh, there it is. There it is. Who's got some change? He takes quarters. I got like and get stuck in the sand. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. I got it for $150, but we'll pay it. And then there's the merchandise. I can personally Donald, Donald, this park was not built to cater only for the super rich. That first park was legit. I could write all kinds of numbers on this check. I remember that on InGen's list. Because it wasn't on their list. This fossilized tree sand, which we call amber. We've been on the verge of chapter 11. That's, that's, that's gonna be cool, right? She can't not touch. She can't not touch. Why she see? Look at that. Why she sees something? She's got. She's got. Whoa! It's overwhelming, John. So I see you already got your wristbands. Loaned it to Nash. He must have had it when he. Have fun and take very good care of them. Okay. Hello, Jurassic fans. Today we have a special episode of Amber Finds, or, you know, just a collector's corner review, you know. We're going to be reviewing the very controversial or very awesome Chronicle Collectibles Breakout T-Rex. Well, Rexy for most of us in the Jurassic community. And we have an awesome contributor to the podcast over here, Mr. Aaron Breyer. How you doing, bro? I'm doing good, man. How are you? Pretty good. Ready to review this uh, this statue here? Yeah, it's one of those things. Like you kind of hesitated on Amber Finds, and it, we're like Collector's Corner. It's different to be getting brand new collectibles for this franchise, right? It is, and it's very exciting. Just having something of like high quality for the franchise, and it, it shows that the franchise is being taken seriously this time around. You know. Right, so. right, right. So let's see. Let's talk about the breakout Rex. I think we should start off with the fact that uh, it retails for five forty nine U.S. dollars. Pre-ordered it within the first thirty days, you got it for five hundred dollars, which is pretty high price. This is probably one of the more expensive Jurassic Park items out there. But sadly, for high end collectibles, this actually is one of the least expensive. How did like? What do you think of that? It's it's, it's crazy. It's like um, I, I got it for the five hundred because I was one of those. I, I, do you, did you order it uh, for the pre-order? Yeah, so Were you like, there on the website? Remember I was right there crashed? for the pre-order. No, I don't remember when it crashed. Uh, oh, yeah, no. Yeah, the site crashed. Yes, the, I do remember when it crashed. Yes. Yeah, I specifically remember that. Now. It, the site was down for like a, an entire day. And I remember saying to myself, oh, no, I'm not going to get this statue. Remember when they came out with the, the bull T-Rex, right? Sure. With that one, I was like, oh, I can't get that right now. And as much as I love the bull T-Rex, uh, I was disappointed I wasn't able to get it. But then when they said they were coming out with the breakout T-Rex and it's Rexy, the, the T-Rex that like made me fall in love with dinosaurs in Jurassic Park, I was like, oh, I have to get that one. And then you get on the site and it was down and it was, and it was like frustrating because oh, I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to get it, you know, but I did. 
I was one of the ones that pre-ordered at 500. You were saying this is like the low end of the high collectibles? Yeah, it feels like that, right? Like, I know a lot of this stuff, you know, Chronicle seems to be kind of like new into the collectible game with Jurassic Park, which they just have a few out right now. And um, usually big collectibles for Jurassic Park seem to almost be like props or, um, you know, just crazy big uh replicas and stuff like that i know sideshow collectibles did a t-rex versus raptors uh statue wow it, it has to be almost 10 years ago um and i i did pick that one up back in the day oh you have that one yeah i do uh, have that okay. one i've got that one with the banner um and that awesome. one for the time was pretty high quality i think a lot of uh you know computer technology has brought sculpting uh kind of to the next level uh, for these collectibles yes, and so um, for me, I look at the breakout and I, say, I think the breakout is better than the Sideshow Collectibles T-Rex. In all fairness, um, I don't have mine with me. Mine uh, is uh, was shipped to my family's house and I'm going to pick it up later. So the only thing I've seen are photos of my T-Rex in the plastic. But I have seen photos of yours. Um, so really we are referencing uh, your specific Rex. And we're going to be referencing the Rex from the review video. Uh, by Jurassic Collectibles. So, um, should I start it off? Yeah, so what are your, like, general <laughs> impressions? Okay, so when I took this, uh, this gal out of her box, I thought, you mean, I, I know it says the dimensions and, and how big it is and whatnot, but for some reason, I thought it was a little bit bigger, so, but that, that you know I mean, that's not the, what, the biggest problem with it or anything, but I did, I was like, oh, it's a little smaller than I thought, you know? Right. But, because I kept hearing it's oh it's huge it's a, such a huge statue so I was comparing the size to um my sideshow collectibles Triant King T Rex okay like that bit, I don't know if you do you have one of those no uh, the dinosauria collection the a dinosauria I have the stegosaur and I have a styracosaur but I don't have um oh that was those are pretty cool ones yeah I don't have that particular one you're talking about well I have that one and I have the the special edition one which brings a hadrosaur carcass which is really cool okay yeah um and it's a big statue when you put it next to this uh the breakout rex it's the breakout rex is, is a lot smaller but that wasn't the biggest thing that kind of underwhelmed me about it the sculpt itself is fantastic she really looks like she's breaking out of that fence like in the movie when malcolm's like oh yeah I hate, you know, I mean, I hate that I'm always right, you know, like it, it's the same exact pose. Of course, it has like a different lighting towards it because it's more like a daylight shot of her. Sure. It, it The sculpt is beautiful. And from like when I have it, I have it sitting on a shelf right now, the way you look at it from every angle, it's 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 Rexy. My big thing was the body has a lot of airbrushing, but the face is where the airbrushing kind of just stopped. It's it's weird. It's like they went in there with like a paintbrush and just dotted her face. And that's where I it, like the statue itself underwhelmed me. When you sent me your original photos, I was like, oh, okay. So the body matches up with the the model that we were shown initially at, mm -hmm. at the launch. And it's one of these things, right? Like I didn't want to say to you like, dude, that face looks real off, right? Because you just we just spent a bunch of money on this stuff. And so yeah. it's kind of like the yeah. last thing you want to do is be like, oh, dude, like, you know, th this, this, this ain't good. For me, I think mine in the plastic that I've seen photos of looks a little more airbrushed in the front, but there's two, yours and this one on the Jurassic Collectibles video, that both have this strong dotting, which leads me to believe that the photos I'm seeing of mine are just maybe a little out of focus, or the plastic is kind of distorting that. I don't 
necessarily know if this is what I would consider acceptable because of the price, uh, because of other high-end collectible companies out there like Sideshow and like uh, like Hot Toys. I'm really big into Hot Toys, and when I buy a Hot Toy, uh, the model that you see in the presentation, there's only one. They put together a uh, what's the word I'm I'm looking for? They put together like a mock-up, right, or mm -hmm. a prototype. Prototype. And they're like, yeah. this is what it's going to look like. Any collector kind of knows that you know generally the prototype is always the best one. They hire their best artist. Chronicle, even for the new Comstock Nathus, hired the paint artist from the original Lost World movie and Compi to do that paint job. But like, as a, let's get back to Hot Toys and Sideshow. When you buy one of their products, yes, you are seeing the best display lighting you can possibly see in those photos. But when I buy like a Hot Toy, the Hot Toy that I get in the mail looks really close, if not exactly or better than the one that uh, you see in the uh, initial prototype phase. And so where I say, when I use the word acceptable, that sounds really negative, but the paint job on the dots is very sharp and the one in the prototype was very, uh, like you said, airbrushed. And so I have to, I have to say to myself, like, hmm, does this hinder me from pre-ordering other Chronicle collectibles for the Jurassic Park series? And my answer is yes. This leads me to worry a little bit about the Owen and Blue. Um, if the face of Rexy is a bit off, creatures are way easier to to fake than humans. So when you, when we get that human paint job on Owen, are we going to be really let down in the future? So I actually didn't plan on getting that one, but I did plan on getting the Alan Grant six scale figure because like I said, I'm a huge Hot Toys guy, which is six scale figures. And uh, I'm a little worried about that Alan Grant and the six scale Owen as well. Um, so I may hold off on a pre-order those two characters. I'm not sure. I'm, don't quote me on that. It, that's a little alarming to me. I completely understand because that's exactly my mindset. Uh, okay, so the sculpt itself, it's so detailed. It's so beautifully done. And th with the fence and everything, it, it all goes all well together. But then you get, yeah, you get to that paint job, and it just it bothers me. Like now, I, I moved her from the place that I had her sitting on top of mm -hmm. one of my shelves, and she's right in front of me right now, in front of the microphone, and I'm looking right at her. Oh, it's such, it's just such a minor thing that they could have so simply fixed, and it makes you think that too. Like, uh, should I order other stuff? Some people have that money to just throw away a uh, $500 like that. I don't have that. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> I'm an apprentice, <laughs> a tattoo apprentice. Like, it was hard for me to, like, save up to, to get this thing. That that paint job doesn't take away from the rest of the sculpt itself, but it is what you're saying. Is it acceptable? So then I compare, I'm not a, I'm not a big collectible guy in the sense of, like, Sideshow or Hot Toys or stuff like that. I really don't have any of those type of statues. I just have one that I can compare this to, which is from Sideshow, the Dinosauria T-Rex statue. Now, when I look at that statue, it looks just like the one they show. Right. It, it really does. The Hadrosaurus carcass, same thing. All of it looks exactly like what I saw, and I got what I saw. So then I was really happy with it. The paint job that you see the one in uh, as the prototype is not the greatest paint job for the sideshow. So when you look at this one, it's very dry brushed and very grungy looking T-Rex, you know. But it's it is what you you order. Like I ordered that, I knew it was gonna be that type of paint job, but I really wanted that Rex. The sculpt is fantastic, so so detailed, and that's what I got. I paid, I think I paid three fifty for it, and three fifty is what I got for that. Bigger statue and like awesome, exactly what I ordered. I paid five hundred for this one, and I'm getting something that's not exactly what I saw. When you see others T-Rex breakout statues, uh, they have this. There's such an inconsistency. 
you know, and I, I know you've seen that too, right? Yeah, I've seen it in, in a couple of different, uh, you know, pictures and videos. And, you know, at the end of the day, if you took away the fence and you took away the pedestal, okay, I would look at the final product and I would know that that's Rexy. And I, but my judgment would be, I know that T-Rex so well that there's really no level of greatness that's going to necessarily fool me into thinking that it's exactly correct, right? And I use fool yeah, in, course. I use fool in like a visual effects aspect, right? Like visual effects are all, it's just, it's all fooling you, right? It's fooling your eye. But when you look at certain things that you know aren't real in visual effects, you don't necessarily quote unquote fall for the illusion, right? You know, you look at the sculpt and you're like, that is Stan Winston and Crash McCreary's T-Rex. No doubt about it. It's just when you get to the face that you're like, okay, it kind of like, you know, falls apart a little bit. I'm not at all bashing on this. What Where my aspect is, is coming from, you know, I look at Chronicle who I don't necessarily think is as well established as Sideshow. I could be completely wrong about that in the collector's market. But to me, they're not as established as Sideshow and they're not as established in my collection as, hot toys so i just worry a little bit about like people who are pre-ordering maybe the comps this well they're pre-ordering it based off of a paint job that was done by a hollywood professional who mm-hmm. knows that character that that artist was given multiple notes from stan winston steven spielberg you know other artists so he now knows that paint job better than anyone on this planet and so when you mass produce a collectible like this and you send it maybe you know i don't know if it's done in the states if it's done overseas i'm not exactly sure where the person who does the final paint job for a client, uh, they don't know that paint job as well. So I think it would behoove them you know, Chronicle to, in the future, show us what their paint team is going to do on a mass market uh, thing. Uh, as far as the size goes, I did really appreciate that Jurassic Collectibles put the Ian Malcolm figure in his video uh, because I was like, even with the Jeep, I had never seen that Jeep before. And then he showed like the mug and I'm like, okay, well, mugs can kind of vary. But as soon as he put that Ian Malcolm figure in the video, I was like, boom, I know exactly how big this thing is. Um, I know what I'm, I know what I'm getting to. Uh, but yeah, as far as like size and quality, um, he is a lot more than the uh, sideshow, and I, I hope I hope that that's not reflective of how the six scale figures are going to be. Because I really think with a six scale figure for the Owen and Allen that are coming out, you really need to be you know at or below around two thirty. Two thirty is pretty high for a six scale figure of that quality. So I think even like uh, the full metal Iron Man six scale figures, which are completely custom cut out of uh, out of metal, those only get up to about three hundred. So I'm really hoping that the the Allen and the Owen are uh, sub 220 I think is is an acceptable rate and those paint jobs have to be perfect yes they do I've heard that they were gonna make a Malcolm figure and that's the one that I would probably go after yeah because I have to be selective with some of those high-end collectibles at the moment like maybe a year or two from now I'll be more uh, financially stable to be able to collect more stuff but if I'm gonna choose that over like like a 20 year old collectible that you know how I collect a bunch of stuff for my collection of Jurassic Park and it costs a little more i'd rather go for that if i'm not getting what i want exactly from this company uh, you know what i mean I've, I've i've seen some other reviewers and they're happy and I'm, I'm glad they are you know but i'm not like mad or completely disappointed but i am underwhelmed that's basically it. i was asked like uh yesterday about it and i was like um i'm just underwhelmed I didn't return it because re- I'm, I'm happy to the point that it's like, it looks like Rexy. I love that it is an actual piece, like a statue collectible from Jurassic Park that I finally have because I didn't get the Sideshow one. But it's just, 
that paint job just really bothers me. You know, and think, as an artist, it bothers me. You know. Yeah, and I think that's part of it too. Is both of us are artists, and and so now could I do the job that they did? There is not a chance in this world that I could do the job that they did on a physical um, model like this. I could probably do close, if not a tiny bit better digitally, maybe if I had a lot of time. What I do love about this statue is, and it's the same exact thing with the sideshow. When you're up close, you see the flaws. When it's relaxing in your in your room, right? And I sit back from my sideshow statue, and hopefully from my chronicle statue. And my my dream is kind of to have like a screening room almost with like a nice TV one day and some nice sound and, and a lot of my Jurassic Park stuff around. This will be perfect in that situation. This is going to be perfect on, on my desk here at home uh, when I finally get it here with me. I'm not upset to the level of like wanting, like you, I'm not upset to the level of, you know, calling up my family and saying, hey, return this thing because this is definitely not what I ordered. This is very close to what um, I ordered and I'm totally happy with it. Yeah. Um, there's no reason reason to return something like this to think that you know to, to maybe have chronicle out there thinking that we're anything but you know happy with it is is maybe a mistake it's just it is a little underwhelming in the fact that i feel like the prototype was better than the final output which is nothing i've ever experienced uh specifically i think maybe with the chronicle or i'm sorry with the sideshow stegosaurus um the paint job was a little more vibrant on the website but you know, a lot of that boils down to color correction and lighting. This this particular paint job doesn't boil down to color correction and lighting. This is a matter of brush quality, technique, pattern, you know, patterns that were that are not represented in the film or on any other maquettes or anything. Again, very close. I would say, you know, if I got to rate the the paint job between, you know, 0 and 100, it gets like a 90 because the rest of the body is absolutely amazing. It's just the head that's a little bit off, but no one is going to see that and think that's not a Jurassic Park T-Rex. They're going to know exactly what that oh, is. Oh, definitely. You you know instantly it's a JP Rex. Right. The, the it has that that bulldog t type skull, the body itself, it's Rexy. It really is her. And the body paint job, the airbrushing, all that. The body is awesome. I, I love it looks like she's coming out of the jungle catching that Gallimimus in that daylight. It's just like when I'm moving down and I go to like the the, the most one of the most important parts, the face. You just see those dots and they're very, very like, ah, you know, they're right there. <laughs> yeah, they and are right there. But at the same time, <laughs> you know, it's this is one of the first times that we're seeing Jurassic Park get licensed out to a high exactly. quality, you know, thing. And they've got other things in the works. You know, I'm very excited for the Crash McCreary style baby raptors. What's great about those is that no matter what paint job they do, it's going to be okay because we've never actually physically seen those raptors in color on the screen. We've only ever truly seen black and whites and maybe a few it's color mock-ups. But because, and this is what you experience with the sideshow statues, is because it's nothing you've ever specifically seen, loved, and adored over the past 25 years, we're going to accept that paint job more than we probably do the current Breakout Rex, which still mm -hmm. is a phenomenal piece of art. Um, there's a, there's is. no doubt about that. Let's move off from the Rex and let's talk about the rest of the, the piece itself. Oh, uh, yeah, because you did have a few issues. Yeah, I did. The platform itself is really cool how it has that shape of Nublar when you look at it from, from a top view. Right. It has the logo Jurassic Park in like a bronze type of like finish. The fence itself. Now, I've seen that there's variants of how the fence is placed. Some of them, the middle bar or pole is more towards the, the middle of the entire like three uh bar structure mine is way to the way to the left it's like angled 
a lot more than I've seen others. Uh, I think Jurassic Collectibles has the same angle as mine. There's other ones that, that I've seen that have the one that he actually shows you how to the assembly of the fence. His, if you notice in the video, his is not so far off to the left. It's more towards the middle, and it leaves my string. Uh, there's a string on the back that you attach onto the platform that holds up the middle bar. It's actually loose on mine because of the angle. It actually doesn't keep it tight. Ooh. Yeah. And guys, this is just a warning out there. Be very careful with the hoops where you put your, your wiring. They're very weakly glued. One of them just completely broke off. One came out glued like the, the the it wasn't glued on right and one of them completely snapped in half so i have two hoops that are not in there and i can luckily for me i work on like you know i make my own toys and make my own stuff and, and whatever jurassic park wise so i have all these types of glues and whatnot so i can fix it not everyone is an artist and works with toys and, and painting and all that stuff so they can fix it themselves that's one thing to look out for when you're actually assembling your fence it's not that strong well we should maybe you know throw this out here to anybody who this is going to be their first um you know big collectible purchase number one awesome congratulations this thing is gorgeous you're gonna love it um but two i keep a little tube of like um modeling like super glue uh now this isn't like you go to michael's and you grab this off the shelf these glues are usually you can go to michael's for sure or some or a craft store these are usually actually um by law like in california and some other states these are locked up um because they are super strong uh they don't want kids necessarily buying this glue uh uh, you know for for other reasons as well, but they're usually locked up uh, Just ask like a representative and these glues they dry really fast I've had a situation with a hot toy uh, where a little piece had kind of it, it, it didn't break It just the glue that was holding it in kind of came loose and so yeah. in shipping Yes, did it look broken? Yeah, but I was able to pop it back in with this glue very quick drying dries 100% clear You would never know that this piece uh, was glued on talk about how sticky it is It will be if you get it on your fingers. It'll be there for a solid like three or four days It's not coming off so keep that in I mind is is have something like that in your house if you're gonna be getting into these collectibles Yeah, I have um I have that type of glue. I have one that's actually really really good It's for the for action figures that I make custom it's a certain type of epoxy type glue. Yeah, that one I have in a box with like a skull and crossbones because that, that thing is like highly toxic if like you get it on your skin. It's meant for putting like stuff together, you know? Right. Uh, once it dries, it's completely safe, but without it being dry, it, it, it will stick your, your skin together like super glue and it's gonna be like a trip to the hospital to get that unglued. Right, you know? right, right, right. So right. you don't want that. No. But. For stuff like this, it, it works, and I just haven't had the time to put it together, but yeah, just be careful with it, because it is delicate, you know, and it just, uh, one just broke off, and the other one got unglued. It's nothing I can't fix, just everyone else out there, you know what I mean? It's not, you might not have that glue, go get it, or just be very careful with it. Now, it didn't break, it, it wasn't broken when I got it, 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 it broke on the sample. Did you so. follow the video instructions on the actual website or did you like attempt to yeah, do I it? Yeah, I did. Oh, you did? I did. Oh, it okay. was just, yeah, it was just like for some reason that one was loose and the other one, uh, the wire, when it was looping around, it just snapped it and I was like, ah, oh, damn. But other than that, I didn't have much problem with it. Okay. Um, it would, if I would have to rate this entire statue like uh, out of one through 10, Sure. Yeah. I would say, yeah, I would say it's like an 8.5. You know, I mean, it, its flaw is that little airbrush dots. But if I'm gonna use that airbrush dots to to completely destroy the entire thing of this statue, it's stupid because the statue itself, the platform, the fence, the whole outlook of it 
is just awesome. It really is. Yeah, you know, I and, feel like we're hung up on these dots, but that's like fans who get hung up on Kelly using gymnastics to beat a raptor. Like, yes, one weird exactly. little thing is not enough to destroy uh, a review yeah. or a rating on something. I mean, this thing's beautiful, and I'm exactly with you. I would put this about an 8.5 uh, to an 8 for... Uh, collectibles and you know out of 10 i am not at yeah. all disappointed with my purchase on this i cannot wait to get mine in my hands on my desk like i said i'm not disappointed i'm just a little underwhelmed uh, on on the dots i guess I, it, you know what it is too since it is like one of my first jurassic park like high-end collectible i held it to like a super high standard where i don't even think they could have passed it you know it's it's like when you're like anticipating a movie with these like super high hopes and not even even if the movie is amazing it still doesn't hold up to your standard in a way so i feel like that's kind of made me a little jaded with it other than that it's you know i mean like i said 8.5 dude i think for any jurassic park fan if you can afford it and if you're willing to shell out that money for it uh, i think it's a must-have especially if you're a collector of jurassic park items you know it's funny that you said like you know you had such a high a high expectation of this piece because it was your first one in school for for vfx my modeling professor uh you know he told us whatever you do do not send out a demo reel with star wars models on it the reasoning behind that was everybody in visual effects they know star wars they are gonna nitpick every little thing that is wrong with your artwork when it comes to Star Wars because <laughs> as a 3D modeler, you're supposed to hit the mark exactly. You are supposed to, it, mm -hmm. your model should be indistinguishable from you know something previous. It's like people picking apart the new Jurassic World Rexy compared to the Jurassic Park Rexy, right? So he said, do not put Star Wars models on your demo reel because everybody in visual effects knows Star Wars. And I feel like for those who are buying this Rexy model, it's, it's never gonna reach that 10.0 um, for Jurassic Collectors because everyone knows Rexy. There is no way that it's going to exceed expectations because we expect the moon when it comes to this kind of stuff. So, you know, bravo to Chronicle and whoever their artists were for getting it this close because it it does look really good exactly and just like you said everyone knows rexy and uh rexy is the dinosaur that made me fall in love with dinosaurs so of course i'm gonna know <laughs> and be so nitpicky about the, the dinosaur that i'm in love with you know what i mean <laughs> yeah well it's in it's to that you know this pose this dinosaur like you said this is the dinosaur and every time i get you know in my life i've, I've been fortunate enough to have a few different TVs, right? And every or or every time there's a media jump, right? From VHS to DVD to Blu-ray to digital or whatever. Every time I acquire some new better way of watching Jurassic Park, the very first thing I do is put in the media, instantly fast forward or go to the chapter where Rexy breaks out and there's that iconic roar, you know, sequence as she comes through that fence. That is my if if it looks great on in presentation, I'm sold on the technology 100%. So, for me, I know this pose, you know, more than any pose in Hollywood, you know, cuz this is the pose that I go to when I get something like that. So, um again, yeah, no no huge complaints about this model. Do I wish that uh the face is a little more airbrushed than than brush painted? Yeah. But again, you know, I'm giving it an 8.5 out of 10. Uh, you you said roughly the same thing, so mm -hmm. um, yeah. you know, I think that I think that kind of wraps it up. You know, did you have anything else that you wanted to specifically say about it? I actually wanted to say something to what you said about it, not the model itself, but just wanted to add on to that watching uh, the breakout scene. Yeah. Yeah, we just got a like a 4K big TV for my mom for yeah. like, her 
Mother's Day, whatnot. I was like, I need to see the scene, and I popped in <laughs> like um, Jurassic Park and went straight for that scene just to see it in the big screen. <laughs> it, it's so funny. I had the opportunity to work on Jurassic Park 3D, and it was like I was interested in getting a 3D TV at the time because it was like, okay, I'm working on 3D movies, and and I want to have a way to kind of watch, you know, me and my my cohorts work. You know, down the line, but as soon as they announced Jurassic Park 3D and that I was going to get a chance to work on it, I looked at my wife and I'm like, you, you know we have to go buy a 3D TV because as soon as that 3D Blu-ray comes out, I'm, I'm going to want to watch that, um, you know, at home. And, and so, yeah, it's like I'm kind of dreading when Jurassic gets the 4K treatment because one, I, I do feel that Jurassic Park is, is kind of starting to fall apart as we continue to dust bust it and, and up-res it for, for these high-definition TVs, but 4K... I'm gonna want a 4K TV, and I don't want to invest in 4K like whatsoever. Yeah, it, it, it costs. A lot. Unless you need a new TV, <laughs> and then it's like, okay, fine. But I don't, I don't need a new TV. So you know, hopefully the 4K version of Jurassic is down the lines a little bit. Although this is the 25th anniversary, so who knows? Yeah, that one's coming up. So yeah, we might see that. Maybe, possibly, who knows? I'm sure Jurassic World 2 will have a 4K release. Oh, definitely. I think that should, uh, you know, I think that kind of wraps it up. Um, mm -hmm. I don't have too much to say about it. I know I'm really excited to get it. But other than that, you know, where can people find you? Well, of course, you guys know you can find me at Twitter or on Instagram at JJurassic. Um, what about you, my friend? Uh, people can find me on Twitter at Aaron D. Beyer. Um, you can search for me on IMDb. Unfortunately, I haven't updated that in a really long time. I'm getting pestered to update that. But uh, if you want to check anything out that I've recently worked on, I did get a chance to work on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 in 3D. So, nice. Yeah, so please go check that out. We're all really excited about it. It looks awesome. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm going to see it soon. Oh, great, man. Can't wait to hear what you think. All right, so that, I guess, uh, wraps it up for this uh, Amber Finds Collector's Corner review. Hopefully we'll get some other type of statue and we'll review that one later down the line. Well, Jurassic fans, till the next time. See you guys. See you guys. Have a good one. Hey, Jurassic fans. Aaron Beyer here, and you just listened to a special review episode of Amber Finds. The episode was recorded, and we wanted to get out to you as fast as possible, but then life found a way to kind of get in the way. And since this review, which we primarily referenced Jay Jurassic's item, I received my very own Breakout Rex. I just wanted to take a moment to say that I did receive a later edition than Jay, and we noticed that the head paint job was much better. The version I received, while not 100% the same as the announcement image, was much closer to that that was advertised. Anyway, that's all I wanted to add, as I felt it was important to correct my opinion, and I can't wait to get more items from Chronicle Collectibles. From all of us here at the Jurassic Park Podcast, thanks for listening. Make sure to visit JurassicParkPodcast.com to find all our past episodes, brand new news articles, information on how to contact us, and much more. It's a great source for everything related to the podcast, and of course, Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. Head to JurassicParkPodcast.com and help us build a great community. Thanks for listening to the 116th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. Of course, a big thanks to Jay and Aaron for breaking down the Breakout Rex. I'm kind of glad I held off on picking this one up at first, but it definitely does seem to be getting better as time moves on. I'm certainly looking forward to more Collector's Corner segments as future Jurassic items come out during the Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom cycle. Hopefully soon. 
If you want to interact with us, we do most of our work over on Twitter, at Jurassic Park Pod. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash Jurassic Park Podcast. And our Instagram handle is at Jurassic Park Podcast. You can listen to us via iTunes, Google Play, Podomatic, YouTube, our website, or wherever else podcasts are found. So make sure to subscribe to automatically get new episodes every week. If you haven't already, please give us a five-star review on iTunes or a great review wherever you listen to the podcast. It will seriously help out our rankings and make it easier for fans like you to find us. We're usually spotted commenting on the Jurassic Park subreddit as Jurassic Park Podcast. Don't forget to check out JurassicParkPodcast.com for all the links you heard here today. If you want to get a hold of us, you can email us with any news stories, MP3s, comments, or if you want to debut a segment of your own, send them to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com, where you can submit questions directly on our website contact form. If you'd like to record something for the show, send it in to us and we'll feature it in an upcoming episode. If you don't have any way to record, you can give our voicemail line a call and leave us a message. That number is 732-825-7763. Thanks for listening, and enjoy. No, I'm, I'm simply saying that life uh, finds a way. You will remember to wash your hands before you eat anything. Drop what you're doing and leave now.